We have a very special episode for you here coming up. It's a Tasting Notes Extended Edition. And if you don't know what our Tasting Notes are, that's what leads into our bar conversations every time where we talk about beer, whiskey, bourbon, cocktails, you name it. And on this one, we were talking with Sia Scotch and their founder, Kareem. But you know what? There was just so much more of the conversation that needed to be had. So we figured we'd make an extended edition. We hope you enjoy it. These will happen from time to time when our guests just have so much to share. And we feel like we need to pass it along to you. Don't forget to check out the Bar Conversations podcast on all the podcast players out there. Along with our YouTube and Facebook pages. And you can go to hopspirits.com to find out all the fun stuff we have going on. Well, I hope you enjoy. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at HopsSpirits.com. Joining us here on for a tasting notes is the founder of Sia Scotch Whiskey, Kareen. How do you say your last name and did I say your first name correct? Yes. Yeah. You said that right. And it's Luna Ostaseski. It's a mouthful. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I was just hopeful I got the first one right. And there's a 50, 50 chance on that. I, I appreciate you joining us for, for a little bit of tasting notes uh, to talk a little bit about kind of the fun things you do there and, and a cool project that you have as well. Um, but I guess my first question is, is how did you get into scotch? Cause I, I feel like you may not look like what most people think of as a typical scotch drinker, not that anyone can't drink whiskey and bourbon, but when the, the picture maybe in the old books uh, doesn't exactly look um, like Corinne. Uh, I thank you. I totally get it. And in fact, that's why uh, we like to refer to Sia as the unexpected blend, um, everything you'd never expect from a scotch whiskey. So um, part of that, besides, uh, you know, some of the uh, the spirit notes that we'll get into as well is, is the founder story. You know, you wouldn't expect that there is a, a Hispanic founder <laughs> creating a, a scotch whiskey brand in California. You wouldn't expect that it was crowdfunded on Kickstarter. Um, and you wouldn't expect that it's gotten these amazing accolades and awards right out of the gate. So, um, yeah, I have a kind of a unique genesis story, if you will. <laughs> um, I didn't grow up in a distilling family. I didn't grow up in a super rich family. I'm a child of immigrants, um, Cuban descent, and grew up in Miami, Florida, where everyone was drinking rum. <laughs> but somehow I found my way to scotch. Um, and the story there goes that um, I was in my early 20s. And uh, one day after work, a friend says to me, would you like to grab a glass of scotch? And I said, no, no, that's my grandfather's drink. <laughs> he said, well, you know, have you ever tried it? I said, yeah, once, you know, but it's not for me. He's like, once, that's like saying you had a glass of red wine once. And now you categorically just say like, I don't drink any red wine at all. You just haven't found your brand yet. And so I said, okay, show me. So that night I went on uh, what I like to call a whiskey adventure. <laughs> and I tried four different scotch whiskeys and instantly fell in love with this category. Uh, the bartender was telling me stories about distillers and blenders and um, the nuances of the spirit and this idea that uh, pro that the, the whiskey makers were putting product into barrels to age for future generations that they may never get to taste themselves. And, uh, and I really love that, that notion that it was almost a legacy for them. And so, you know, fast forward, like what, what, what do you do when you fall in love with something? You're trying to introduce it to everyone, you know, right? So <laughs> here I was trying to tell all of my, my friends, Hey, you should try scotch, but this is, if you could, you know, go in your way back machine in the early two thousands, all my guy friends were drinking like Red Bull vodkas and all my girlfriends <laughs> were drinking Cosmos. Right. So here I am like, you should drink scotch. And they're like, no way. Um, and so, you know, I got curious. I started going to Scotland quite a bit, uh, going on distillery tours, reading every book and magazine I could. 
and this is, you know, while I had a day job, just kind of like <laughs> hobby. Um, and, uh, and then finally you know, got, uh, certified as a whiskey ambassador, got my bartending license so I can learn how to make scotch cocktails. Um, and then, um, started kind of just kitchen chemistry, experimenting with different blends, um, to kind of see like, you know, how can I introduce this whole new generation of people to this category that I love so much. So that's kind of the backstory. There's more to it if you want to hear. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, uh, I was. I was going to say, and obviously that then led you into wanting to to share this even more so than than just you know mixing a couple of drinks for friends. How what pushed pushed you to launch a, a Scotch whiskey, and then what became uh, Sea Scotch? Yeah, so um, I guess uh, somewhere in my uh, early thirties. Um, this is kind of a little bit more of an embarrassing story that I didn't use to hear, but now I've learned to just own it because a lot of people have, have come to, to relate to it. Um, I was going through a breakup and as breakups tend to do, they kind of, you know, make you question everything. So I had a little extra money I no longer needed for couples counseling. And I started spending that money instead on uh, every Friday going to my local whiskey shop and buying, you know, three, four, sometimes five really nice bottles of scotch whiskey. And with this collection, I started, um, you know, hosting scotch tasting events and uh, blind tasting people on different whiskeys and really learning, you know, what does it take uh, to turn someone who's not a scotch drinker into one? Um, You know, what what brands, what flavor notes, you know, what, you know, preconceived notions like I had, right? Um, How do I change that? And um, and so, yeah, I was learning a lot about the nose experience being almost 80% of the taste experience. So if something comes across as too smoky or peaty on the nose, you, know, you kind of brace for impact and, yeah. and you think you're not going to like it before you even taste it. And so, you know, the mind is funny that way. And so what I realized was that I needed to have almost no smoke on the nose, um, just some really pleasant notes of vanilla and caramel to kind of invite, invite someone into the spirit. And then other things, you know, packaging and um, affordability and um, pedigree and, and all these other things that, that kind of help influence uh, how you make a, a buying decision or a tasting experience happen. Um, so, yeah, I was doing these um, these events on the side um, and then finding more and more joy afterwards where someone would call me or email me and say, hey, you know, Karin, I, I tried my first glass of scotch today at a bar and I thought of you or, hey, you know, I'm a scotch drinker now, thanks to, to you and your events. And, and that's where I was finding joy. Um, my day job, meanwhile, I was spending, this was now 17 years into a career as a creative director and graphic designer, where I was just staring at a computer screen all day, you know, doing things um, designed so that other people would stare at their screens all day. And going back to that legacy, like, you know, what I love about scotch in particular, it's not a party drink, it's not a shot. You know, when you have a glass of whiskey with someone, um, you really take your time and you go slow and you have a moment. And I realized that it was those connections that I wanted to, to create a legacy around. So then I was, you know, very inspired. I said, you know, I've, I've come up with this kind of a couple of recipes that I think are on the right track to how to introduce people to the spirit. And I had, you know, the passion, the drive, you know, somewhat product, but what I was missing was the one thing that every entrepreneur needs, which is money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I uh, I was working full-time job. I took on a second job doing extra design work um, so that I could, you know, fund the first production run. And it still wasn't quite enough after even maxing out credit cards and taking out a home equity line of credit. So um, again, uh, if you go back in your way back machine in 2012, I, uh, I did something that no one had ever done in history at that point. 
I turned to a relatively unknown website at that time called Kickstarter, and I crowdfunded my first production run of Sia. So this was big, um, you know, putting myself out there in a very public way, telling my friends, family, total strangers around the world what I was up to and asking them for money. And they did. They gave me almost uh, $50,000 in less than 28 days from 250 people all around the world already asking me, hey, where can I buy a bottle of Sia before a single drop had hit the U.S. soil? So um, that made me, as far as I know, the first Hispanic person in history to create a brand of scotch and also the first American woman in history to do so as well. Well, and, and it's, it's a really cool story. And uh, But obviously with all that, there comes challenges. Oh, and yeah. as anyone knows, the whiskey, anything to do with TTB and all that is a lot of fun to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. So what challenges did you face and, or little fun obstacles that, that you faced that, you know, you had to kind of overcome that you just didn't for, foresee? Oh, I mean, where do I begin? How long is this podcast? I the mean, Cliff I Notes version, maybe. Yeah, this is, you know, bumps all along the way. I think, uh, you know, uh, the first one being naming, right? Like, you know, I think I had a harder time choosing the name for my whiskey than I did for, for my child. Um, and that's, you know, mostly because in, in the, the world that we live in, uh, you, you can't have two names for a Scotch whiskey that are, are too similar, or even anything in the alcohol category. Uh, so just going through searches on the YouTube, USPTO and not just on a national level, but on a global level to find, you know, what's available, what hasn't been used, what really resonates. And I was getting frustrated again and again. I think I went through five different names that were taken or not appropriate for other reasons. Um, and so, you know, I had moments where I was like, just stuck. Right. And then I, uh, I had, and this happened over months time, um, because, you know, I've got like the, the bottle selected, I've got, you know, kind of the design, but kind of need a name. Yeah, it <laughs> helps, so, it helps, I've been told. Yeah, yes. I finally <laughs> turned to the Scottish Gaelic Dictionary of all places, and I went word by word, and I finally landed on, on the name Sia, um, which means the Scottish Gaelic number six. And um, it struck me because not only is it my favorite number, um, but there were also six whiskeys in the original blend for Sia. And um, it's a, as an acronym, it can really work as Scotch is awesome. <laughs> so I thought <laughs> I that like was it. pretty cool. That's, that's that uh, graphic design and creativity background. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, big, bold, short, easy to pronounce. So, you know, just again, taking the uh, the complexity, the, um, you know, the pomp and circumstance away from, from the category and just making things a little bit more um, accessible, really. And so, yeah, that was definitely, uh, I would say, one, one big hurdle that I faced. And then obviously funding, um, you know, again and again, you just continue to need money. It's not just the, in the beginning, but that was also another, another big challenge, um, being in, in rooms of people uh, asking for money for an industry that they didn't understand and um, from a personal background, you know, being a, a Hispanic woman, um, you know, in the scotch industry, um, sometimes meeting with rooms full of like, you know, white men in tech that have no idea how hard it is to even get a seat at that table. So that that comes a, a lot into, um, you know, why I created the, the entrepreneurial fund, spirit, sorry, the entrepreneurial spirit fund um, as well. So yeah, just uh, I, I would say those are maybe two big, big hurdles that a lot of people can can relate to funding probably being the bigger one. Yes, because as, as anyone that knows or has listened, it is not cheap to launch a, a whiskey brand of any sort because typically you've got to go buy, if you're not producing it yourself, which is a lot of capital, you still got to go buy the, the, the ingredients that go into it and blend it. Is, has that been a challenge as well for you to, to find the blends and, and fi keep finding the correct ones that you want to, to be able to feature and make what ends up being Sia Scotch? 
Yeah, so I, I, I have to say I'm really proud and fortunate um, of our blending team. Um, I, I was literally in a room of all stars shaking <laughs> uh, just, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in this moment, I got the good fortune to work with three master blenders. Um, the first being Jim Beveridge, who's the master blender for Johnny Walker. Uh, Emma Walker, who is now taking the reins over for Jim as, as he retires, and uh, Craig Wallace, who's the master blender for Old Par and Buchanan. So, um, yeah, just uh, I couldn't couldn't ask for a better group of people <laughs> to trust my my baby in their hands. And so, yeah, the spirit is absolutely you know fantastic, and it's award winning. It's uh, approachable, and yeah, I'd love to uh, to taste a little bit with you and tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was gonna say, what's it like to 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 win awards and accolades? I mean, because Obviously, at the end of the day, the goal is just to create something that you enjoy that you can share with others. But it's kind of that I, I feel like the icing on, on the cake that kind of just validates the work that you, that you put into it. A hundred percent. Yeah, especially for a new brand like, you know, Sia being still a very, very much newcomer in this category that's hundreds of years old. Right. So um, to be able to receive a 96 point rating from the ultimate spirits challenge just beat out, you know, pretty much all of our competition doers, Shivas, Glenlivet, you name it. Um, we even beat out Johnny Walker blue. So it's, um, it's quite an achievement to say this $39, uh, you know, Scotch whiskey beat out Johnny Walker blue, which was pretty cool. Um, we also received a double gold medal from the San Francisco world spirits competition. And that means that all of the judges in the whiskey category unanimously gave Sia a gold medal, making it a double gold. And then finally, another one that I'm really proud of is uh, Whiskey Advocate Magazine in 2015 gave Sia its highest uh, blend award, um, which is an outstanding rating as well. Well, and, and then you, you kind of also touched on this a little bit with, with the work that you've done and the challenges you faced. Um, you know, you, you want to make Sia Scotch purpose-driven as well. And you launched the uh, Entrepreneurial Spirit Fund, which I, I had to double check three times before I, I said that. Um, why did you want to do something like this? And why was it so important to you? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's, uh, what, what strikes me is from day one, you know, people took my phone calls, right? They took my questions. They were kind enough to offer me advice, you know, which sometimes I took, sometimes I didn't. But just the fact that they took a moment to, to share with me was really important. And, you know, to this day, I still take, you know, four or five calls on from entrepreneurs now where I help them out. So kind of giving back, paying it forward has always been really important to me. Um, and so from day one, I give whatever I could towards underrepresented, underrepresented entrepreneurs. So at first it was, I think my first year was like a hundred dollars. I was able to, to donate to a charity and second year, like 250, you know, just slowly growing. And, um, this past year, I'm really proud to say that we, we did a program for grants for minority entrepreneurs, uh, in the form of a quarter of a million dollars. So we were able to give away uh, ten thousand. Just a little bit more. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we gave uh, ten thousand dollar grants to twenty five recipients um, in the markets where we operate, as well as a six month mentoring program. So I've been personally mentoring these entrepreneurs and really enjoying that process. Um, the businesses were very varied. Um, and this year we're actually honing it in a little bit in terms of the program. Um, we're going to concentrate our focus in the food and beverage and hospitality industry. So uh, we can't align with any businesses that hold a liquor license as it's a conflict of interest, but we are able to concentrate these grants for you know, cocktails, food, glassware, kitchenware, barware, mixers, any kind of at-home entertaining. 
um, party planning companies, food trucks, <laughs> prepared food companies, cafes, food bloggers, recipe creators, and, and so much more. Um, so there's a lot in that kind of food and beverage hospitality industry arena that we're hoping to be able to, to help and support minority entrepreneurs this year. And, and how can folks uh, find out more information about it? Sure. Um, it'll be uh, in the purpose section of our website, which is cscotchwhiskey.com. And the program is in partnership with a wonderful partner called Hello Alice um, that offers grants to all kinds of um, businesses as well. They have a community of almost 500,000 small business owners, and they also have a lot of resources um, in terms of you know marketing, funding, um, financing, so all kinds of, of industry support there as well. And then, you know, you mentioned that you guys have been able to kind of grow this program and now you're able to even mentor folks. What, what has been the response to the, the Spirit Fund and the, the impact it's had on, on, on folks? Oh, I, it's been phenomenal. <laughs> um, it's wild uh, because I think the stage of business that we're targeting, these are small businesses, they're under a million dollars in revenue. So a $10,000 grant, it could mean the difference from you know keeping someone on payroll or making rent that month um, or launching a new product that they've, that they've been having in the works. So it's, it's instrumental in their businesses. And then, you know, on the mentorship level, um, sometimes just having a, you know, someone that, that you can, you know, rely on, get some advice, some support, cheerleader, you know, just a, you know, introduction maker, you name it. And I've been really happy that, you know, through the years I've been able to, to grow um, resources in that way. I've personally been a mentor for seven different accelerator programs. So I've been able to build up quite a, a good community of resources for people and, and always happy to share that. I was going to, I was going to ask, I mean, how, how rewarding is it for you to do that? But also just to, you know, because you, you had people that helped you along, along the way, I'm sure, um, whether it was the Kickstarter fund or even just working with the master blenders um, to kind of give back yourself and, and have that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it keeps me going on a daily basis, right? Like the days that, that are really tough. Um, it gives me motivation to know that, that this is why I'm doing this and that, that there are real people that are benefiting um, from, from the success of, of the brand. So it's really important for me to keep, keep it growing. And, and, and then, like I said, it's a, it's an amazing thing to see. And, you know, with the things that you've gone through, obviously you've learned a whole lot along the way and you're able to share that. And I guess the best way for me to, to finish up is, is what's next for you and, and see a scotch whiskey. Oh, wow. So um, let's see. Uh, I think a, a couple of big initiatives that we're doing. So SIA used to be mostly an off-premise brand so in stores, and we were finally able to get our, our cogs down substantially. And that puts us in the bars and restaurants category for the first time ever. And so it's been just so much fun launching this brand across bars and restaurants because the spirit itself is so versatile. Um, you know, the spirit notes of just uh, vanilla, caramel, citrus, honey, it's not overpowering as, you know, typical scotch whiskey for the smoke notes. So for that reason, it makes, you know, great typically bourbon or rye cocktails. It's a lot of ingenuity I've seen with, you know, tiki style drinks or coffee drinks, which are really popular right now. It makes a great espresso martini. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of seeing the, uh, the creativity coming out of the bar community, it has been really fun. Um, and also just expansion. So up until last year, we were primarily only distributed in California and Nevada. And since then, we've added Florida, Texas, New York, Illinois, um, Massachusetts, Connecticut, uh, New Jersey. So we're, we're growing very quickly 
And it's been great to see to see SIA available in more places as well as I mean it's always been available online. <laughs> so I wouldn't I wouldn't be a good entrepreneur if I didn't promote that you can find it at reservebar.com slash SIA. Um, and I believe there's a discount code going on this month um, because of uh, of uh, minority business awareness. That, that is awesome. And I almost forgot to say this for those that are not a scotch lover, because not everyone is a scotch lover, as you mentioned at the beginning, it's a, it can be a little, I don't know, it's a, it's a different whiskey to come at. So how does see it differ from, from others? I know you mentioned it's a little maybe softer on the notes and then kind of have maybe more, more taste that folks from the bourbon whiskey world might be a little more used to. So yeah. how does, how does it uh, uh, differ and how, how is it approachable in that way? So I'm going to go ahead and pop a little bottle here, <laughs> you know, a, a, a wee dram, as they say. Um, but yeah, so I think most Scotch whiskeys, you get a little bit of um, smoke on the nose. And what's unique about Sia is there's no smoke on the nose at all. Um, mostly vanilla, caramel notes. Again, you get some of these um, citrusy um, honey notes in the mid palate. You do get a gentle hint of smoke on the finish, um, but it's very like soft and gentle. And I think what's great about that is it's great for people that are already familiar with Scotch whiskeys, but not having that smoke on the nose is very inviting for people that are new to the category. I like to say maybe they're Scotch curious. They've had like, <laughs> you know, some bourbons or rye or American whiskeys, but haven't quite made their way to Scotch yet. Um, the malt to grain ratio is also quite unique. We have 40% malt whiskeys in the blend. That's almost double, double what a typical uh, blend has. So makes it, you know, I hate to use the word smooth, but that's what it is. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I think also, um, you know, just the, the versatility in cocktails is really quite a standout. Um, so yeah, I think it's um, all of those. And then, you know, again, it's, it's award winning for, for a very affordable price point um, to use, you know, neat, on the rocks and cocktails, but also makes a really wonderful gift item too. I was going to say at $39.99 these days, that is beyond approachable for, for a newer, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say boutique brand, but you know, a newer one that's just kind of come onto the market and, and, and so forth. Cause it, a lot of things nowadays are uh, almost out of price point for everyone, or that's the only bottle they're getting that month. And yeah, I, I love to see that. I love to see kind of the different approach to it. And then obviously the entrepreneurial spirit, fund is amazing to see as well. And, and Corinne, I appreciate this so much. And thank you for taking some time to tell your story and about Sia Scotch. Uh, thank you, Jonathan. It's been a pleasure.